Hi friends, welcome back to the Well Then podcast, a show where we talk about all things physical, mental, and emotional wellness to help you live your most vibrant and love-filled life. If you're new here, my name is Megan. I'm your host. I love talking about all things love, all things wellness, all things helping you access the most radiant version of you. And this podcast is such a fun way to dive deeper into a lot of the topics that I get to explore with my clients, with the people that I work with in my group programs, with the members of the self-care space. It helps me to share so many of the valuable tools and resources and conversations that have made not only a huge impact in my own healing journey over the last decade plus, but have supported so many of the the people and the women that I've worked with along the way as well. So if you're new here, I'm glad you're here. If you've been listening for a while, thank you for being a listener. I appreciate you being a part of my community. Today's solo episode, we're going to be diving into the topic of singlehood. If you've been around a little while, you know that I talk a lot about the idea of empowered singlehood. And today we're going to be talking about the art of being intentionally single because it is an art form. And the reason I want to dive into this today is because I was recently featured in an article that talked about the work that I do as a holistic therapist and helping people here heal from patterns of attachment trauma and relational trauma from their past and get into greater alignment in their love lives. And in this article, they also referred to me as a singleness advocate and really helping people understand the the benefit and the beauty and the value in having single chapters or single eras in your life. And one of the questions I got from somebody who knew me was, why would you be an advocate for being single? Like, that sounds like a weird thing to do. Don't all people want to find a relationship? Isn't the goal to find love? Isn't that really what the work that you do is about is helping people find healthy love. And so I wanted to address that question in this episode because I think it's so important to talk about. Yes, at the end of the day, having access to experiencing healthy love is a really beautiful thing. And for a lot of us, for most people, the easiest way to get there is by spending time intentionally single to clear the patterns from our past, to be able to heal wounds from past heartbreaks, from our childhood, from all the things that have made our hearts a little bit guarded or blocked or stuck to the experience of love. And I found that deepening our relationship with ourself first and foremost is the thing that gives you access to healthier love with everybody in your life, in your friendships, in your family dynamics. And if and when you're ready and you choose to pursue a romantic relationship, then in that area of your life in partnership as well. But it really starts with yourself. And now I do want to acknowledge that if you are currently in a relationship and you want to continue to build and grow with the person that you're with, it's not that you have to end that relationship, break up with them and focus on yourself first. There's a lot of this work that absolutely can be done in partnership and and really beautiful work that can only be done in partnership. But there's also a lot of work that for most people can only be done when we're single, when we're not outsourcing our worth and our validation to somebody else choosing us when we're not outsourcing our identity and our sense of self and our opinions, our likes and dislikes about the world to somebody else, to what our partner wants. And I know for a lot of women in particular, that's a really common pattern. We start to shape shift and mold ourselves to what other people want and and what their desires are because we try to fit ourselves into their lives. And The work that I've done for myself and that I really encourage so many women out there to do is to take the time to build a life that you love so much 
that somebody else who wants to build partnership with you would have to fit into your life as well, not just you fitting into theirs. And, you know, hopefully you have shared goals and dreams and visions and and shared core values as well, which are at the heart of how I help people identify and clarify what it is they want in partnership. But that all comes from getting to know yourself independent of the input or feedback from other people who might sway you in one direction or the other. And so I like to be really clear and upfront about this because I have nothing against romantic love. I have nothing against relationship in general. I think it's a beautiful thing. I'm personally, I consider myself to be a romantic at heart. I love love. I love partnership. And when you've got underlying patterns underneath the surface that are having you disconnected from what your own authentic expression of love is, and you're ending up in relationships for the wrong reasons then it can be really hard to um, separate and understand like what's really you and what's the other person and what you really want versus what you just want because they want it and you're going with the flow and you're trying to be the cool girl or the chill girl. So the reason that I advocate for taking periods of being intentionally single, especially for people who have struggled with repetitive patterns and cycles in the past is to be able to break those cycles, to be able to take a step back, get some perspective, and learn to do things differently, learn to relate differently, learn to love differently, learn to love better. You know, that's a concept that I've taught in a workshop before. And I think that a lot of us overcomplicate the experience of love because when we were growing up, we learned that love was something that we had to earn, that we had to be good enough for. Maybe we learned that love was something we didn't actually have access to. Like we didn't feel cared for or nurtured or like we got our needs met. Maybe we didn't feel seen, heard, understood, Maybe we felt like love was unpredictable and chaotic. Sometimes it was there and sometimes it wasn't and that scared us. So it caused us to put up walls around our heart. Whatever the case was that we learned about love, those are all the reasons that we end up overcomplicating it in adulthood. And so this process of being intentionally single is the process of unraveling, right? Unraveling all that complication, all those old stories, starting to pull apart that mess, let go of what's not really you and certainly what's not working for you and build a new foundation, one that is true for you. So the reason why I call this the art of being intentionally single is because it's not just a matter of saying like, woohoo, I'm going to lean into being single and like, you know, enjoy my freedom and, and, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of all the stereotypical things. I feel like there's two camps that people think of when you think of being single. It's either I'm going to go out and party all the time and have all this freedom to be with whoever I want because I'm not in a monogamous relationship and I'm going to travel the world and do all these things that I think I couldn't do in partnership, which by the way, is a story and a misconception in and of itself, but we can get to that later. <laughs> Or the alternative is that I'm single against my will and that I'm miserable about it. Like somebody broke up with me or I haven't been able to meet the one. And so I just feel like so desperate for love and like don't understand why I'm still single. Those are the two narratives that get painted and camps that people often fall into. But there's this beautifully healthy, rich, fertile middle ground called being intentionally, consciously single where you make a choice. You choose yourself. You decide to show up for yourself fully and say, for this period of time, I am not going to be actively dating or pursuing relationship. I'm not going to be mindlessly, endlessly swiping on the apps. 
I am not going to be entering into every space I go into looking for like, is that my person? Could they be the one? Ooh, they're cute. I wonder if they like me back. Like, we're going to stop looking at the world through that lens. And instead, we're going to look at the world through the lens of who am I? What do I like? What lights me up? What do I not like? What do I need more boundaries around? What do I value? What do I want? What's the life that I want to create look like and feel like? And how can I begin to create that for myself right now, rather than waiting on a partner to do that? And in that choosing yourself, in that process of being intentionally single, there's a lot that you can do to kind of maximize your time and not from like an efficiency perspective, but more from the perspective of like, how can you juice the most out of this chapter in your life because it's a really special one. I can't tell you how long you'll be single until you meet the person that you spend, you know, a, a long-term amount of time with, whatever your relationship goals are. It could be in a month, it could be in a year, it could be in 10 years. But I do know that if you have the goal of partnership, eventually you will be in that partnership. And that means that this is the last chapter of your life where you are just on your own, getting to build this foundation, getting to build this clarity. And that's such a special special thing. For me, I realized at one point that I would look back on my chapter of this life, my <laughs> this chapter of my life, and wish that I had been more present for it. And I didn't want to have a regret and a feeling that I had just been miserable and wished this all away. And when I decided to really lean into it, that's when things began to shift for me. I had access to deeper levels of healing and being able to really go in and clear the wounds I had around abandonment and rejection and worthiness. And it gave me so much more permission to lean in and build the life that I wanted to build rather than making choices for this, you know, hypothetical future partner and, and trying to position myself to be the most desirable partner that I could be. Instead, I was like, how can I just have the best relationship with myself that I can have and building beautiful friendships and relationships in my community and, and building a life that just lights me up from the inside out. And I didn't even know that was possible. I didn't know that was an option. And I also didn't know what it would feel like until I leaned in and decided to just kind of leap and, and trust the process and go for it anyways. And let me tell you, it's one of the most beautiful experiences I've ever had. And I wish every single person, especially every single woman would get to experience this, this feeling of like, even the smallest, most subtle moments of your life get filled with so much joy and so much love when you begin to relate to yourself as the source of that love, rather than constantly looking for it outside of you, right? Which can be such a disempowering experience to feel like I need to find love. Where is it? Who's going to choose me? Who's going to love me and make me feel better? You get to be that person for yourself. And that might sound so cheesy or lame or inaccessible if you've never experienced that before, but with some dedication and devotion to yourself and consistency and the willingness to just trust what comes from this process, you'll get there. And it's just, I honestly can't describe how sweet of a feeling it is. It's its its rich, it's deep, it's fulfilling. You are never bored in your own company. Like life, life is just good, so much better from that perspective. And again, that comes from intentionally leaning into a few practices, which I'm going to suggest in this episode. And not from saying like, oh, poor me, I'm still single or numbing and avoiding the pain that you feel by being single. 
you know, by going out and drinking and partying and maybe doing things that aren't necessarily authentic to you. I'm not saying don't party. If you love to party, you should. But what I am saying is how can you be more mindful about going inwards in this chapter of your life? This period of time is is really special. It's your opportunity to really look within and ask some deeper, better questions of yourself. Ask yourself to show up in new ways. And so one of my top recommendations during your intentionally single era would be if you haven't already to get support in in diving deeper. If you're not familiar with how to ask yourself those questions, how to heal patterns and wounds from your past, this is the time to invest in yourself and make sure you're leaning into that work. Whether that means, you know, going to work with a therapist or a somatic practitioner or a coach, going into a group program, whatever the case might be, having the tools and resources to support you in healing the things that have been blocking you in the past is going to be massive because you don't want to come out of this chapter repeating the repeating the same habits and, and beliefs and, and feeling the same way about love as you did before, right? Like you want to feel like you're relating to it and to yourself in an entirely new way. And that doesn't just happen. It comes when you are proactive about your healing, you're proactive about your inner journey. So that's number one is you know, pursue a, a person, a guide, a mentor, a practitioner, um, books, videos online, whatever it is that resonates most with you and, and the style that resonates most with you to get support and guidance. And of course, as always, I'll share more at the end of this episode about the ways that I support people. But my invitation is just find find the people or person that that resonates most with you and lean in and trust that process and the unfolding of it all. My next suggestion would be to regularly do things that scare you and stretch you during this time in your life. So for some people that might be just like taking yourself out to dinner by yourself and and going to eat a meal without your phone to distract you, without somebody else to talk to, to distract you. Maybe it's just going to a coffee shop for an hour by yourself. Be out in the world on your own doing things that scare you, but that also give you the opportunity to really connect with yourself in an uh, unbiased way, right? Like just you and you. So for some people that means like solo travel, bigger commitments, right? Maybe like a staycation in your city or going and taking that international trip you've always wanted to take. Maybe it means signing up for a class or a course that you've you've wanted to take and, and um, you know, expand an interest or a hobby or a passion of yours. Whatever it is that feels kind of edgy, that feels like, oh my God, I'm partly excited, but partly terrified about this thing. That's the thing to do. And do things like that regularly. Do the small things on a regular basis and then do one big one throughout the time that you set. So let's say you're saying, I'm going to be intentionally single for six months or maybe even a year. Then what you're going to commit to in that six months or that year time frame is that one big, scary, stretchy, edgy thing. And then the practice of doing the little things over and over until you get to the point where they're not scary anymore, where they're not stretching you anymore. They just feel like, oh, yeah, this is me. This is a natural expression and extension of who I am and the life that I love to live. And then you might find a new level of of (laughs) stretchiness, edginess there. Um, and really the invitation when you're doing that is to think like, how can I get curious about what's coming up for me in this moment? If I'm feeling awkward and uncomfortable, can I tap into why? Like, what's the fear there? What's the discomfort that's there? If I'm feeling sad and 
nostalgic or maybe grieving the fact that I'm doing this thing alone that I had always pictured myself doing with a partner. Can I explore and sit with that grief a little bit more and see if it has anything to tell me and see if I can move through it when I give it permission to to show up and actually pay some attention to it? And can I also acknowledge that doing these things on my own now doesn't mean I can't also do them with a partner in the future? That was a big shift for me, realizing that there were things that I had kind of held on to as like, oh, I want to share that memory with a partner, like with the one, with a special person. And I was holding myself back from doing something that would have brought me joy in the moment. And when it occurred to me that like, oh, I could go do that thing and experience the joy and make a beautiful memory on my own or with a friend either way. And then, you know, in the future, when you do have a partner, a person you love very much that you also love creating special memories with, you get to build a memory with them too. And neither of those memories are less special or less important. They're both yours. And I think it's even more special because you get to bring that frame of reference to the table with your partner. You get to say, oh, I I love this city that I visited or this band that I discovered. And I went to their concert by myself, which by the way, that was an edgy, stretchy thing that I did when I moved to New York. Actually, no, I did it in LA too. I started going to concerts by myself, which terrified me at first. And then it was something I realized was awesome. And I loved it because I love live music. And sometimes you just don't have a friend who likes the same artists as you. So yeah. And then you get into relationship and you get to, you know, introduce your partner to that band and then share that experience together. So not limiting yourself from experiencing joy just because you haven't met your person yet. Another thing I think is really important. We talk a lot about this idea of confidence, like being more confident to be able to date, being more confident to put yourself out there, being more confident in your self-worth and yourself. But how do we actually become more confident? Because oftentimes you, most people have the experience of like affirmations in the mirror don't really work. If you just Every day you're saying like, I'm confident, I'm amazing, I love myself, but you don't really believe it, it's going to feel like you're kind of like bullshitting yourself (laughs) and then you're going to maybe feel a little bit worse. And confidence really comes from action. There's a few different areas that I love to explore with people in the realm of building confidence. And, you know, they're one this sense of belonging. Confidence comes when we feel like we belong somewhere. So having a strong sense of community, nurturing your friendships, that's important, but also learning to belong in your own company. That practice of going out and taking yourself out places by yourself and feeling like, you know what, I'm going to do this until I feel like I belong here, until I feel so at ease in my own company. I'm going to push my edges and my limits until I create that sense of sense of belonging for myself. That really can bolster your confidence. And confidence also comes from competence, feeling like we can do things, we can accomplish things. And for me, I think that there's no better sense of accomplishment and competence than taking care of yourself. So taking care of your mind and your body on a regular basis, nurturing yourself, cooking yourself beautiful, delicious meals, moving your body in ways that feel good. Those all contribute to confidence, not just because they make you look a certain way, but because they're these little mini trust building acts where you are showing up for yourself and you're saying, I matter enough to do this. I care about myself enough to do this. And that is inherently going to build that sense of confidence and self-worth because it's an action that says, I am worthy of this. 
So even if you don't believe the thought at first, the action will help you get to the belief, if that makes sense. So those are a couple action steps that we can start to take to build our confidence while we are single, to become this more like magnetic, radiant version of yourself, not just to attract and magnetize the right people into your life, although that is a beautiful byproduct, but to just feel at home in your own skin because you deserve to, to feel at home in who you are, in, in how you be in this world, not just what you look like, but the person that you are. And that really comes from being proactive about how you're showing up in the world, how you're caring for yourself in the way that you're carrying yourself, that sense of embodiment. We could do many episodes on just the topic of embodiment alone, but I think that it's just really important to remember that the right person, like being with someone who chooses you isn't going to be the thing that makes you feel better about yourself. I see so many women who get into relationships and the person chooses them and they still don't feel worthy. They still don't feel good enough. They still don't love themselves because that work had to happen first. Someone else loving you isn't a replacement for you loving yourself. Oof. I think that one needs to sink in for some people. Someone else loving you is not a replacement for you loving yourself. The inner work always has to come first. And it's something we continue to practice. Even when you're in a relationship, you still show up for yourself in those loving, nurturing ways. You still actively practice self-love and expressing your worth through the way that you show up for yourself and the way that you show up in the world. So there's a lot more that I could say about like how to get the most out of your single chapter. And I think one of the things people worry about the most is like, won't it be lonely? Like, aren't I going to be so lonely if I'm not dating anybody and I'm going to feel really behind, like I'm missing out and like, you know, I don't have anyone to connect to. And what I'll say is this, I've mentioned it a couple of times, like of course, lean into building and nurturing your communities. Friendships are vital to our well-being. But also I believe that loneliness at its, at its core is a disconnection from our authentic self. It's not just a disconnection from other people. Like not having met your person, your romantic partner yet, isn't the thing that's making you lonely. It's you not giving yourself permission to live your own life at full volume and be who you really are and own who you really are. And in the exploration and the learning how to do that, I think you will find that even spending lots of time by yourself isn't lonely at all. It's a really wonderful thing. And it's kind of hard to grasp until you just lean into it and start to practice it and do it. It's not to say you're never going to feel lonely again, but those are the things you want to start to pay attention to is like, where am I outsourcing my sense of self to other people? And how can I come back into alignment and embrace and enjoy the wonderful, beautiful connections that I do have in my life right now or actively start to build some? And I think the most important takeaway from all of this is something that I said in the very beginning, which is that when you are being intentionally single, when you're committing to that three, six months, 12 months, however long you're saying that you're going to show up for yourself is to be present to the fact that you are choosing yourself. You're not waiting for someone else to choose you. You're seeing what it feels like to do the act of the choosing for you first. And there's so much power in that. I have a lot more to come on that topic in coming months and episodes and YouTube videos and lots of other cool things that I'm going to be rolling out, but I just really want to lean into giving you that invitation, that permission to choose yourself. 
above all else and to know that it's not selfish. You actually have so much more to give and to pour into the people around you and the world around you when you learn to show up for yourself fully first. And I'm really excited to see what that journey looks like for you because I know that from personal experience and from seeing, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of the women that I've worked with over the years go through that same process, that it is a beautiful thing. It's liberating your life. Just, oh, it becomes, it becomes an expression, an experience that you just never realized was possible before. Or maybe you wondered if it was, but didn't know how to access it. And this is how you access it. You show up for yourself. You choose yourself. You do the work. You dig into the deeper, heavier, harder, crunchier layers. You build your self-worth and your confidence. You do the things that scare you. And you live your life without waiting, without putting it on hold and outsourcing that to one specific, special, hypothetical person who will come in the future. They'll come. Trust me, they will come. But right now, this is your time to choose you. I'm so excited to continue to dive deeper and expand on this topic with you because it lights me up. I love seeing women heal and expand in this area. And it's everything that, you know, I wish I had had 10 years ago when I was so lost in patterns of unhealthy, toxic, abusive relationships, situationships, like emotionally unavailable partners, all the things, you name it. I experienced it. It feels really good to be on the other side of it. And I love getting to give people access to those resources now along the way to make your journey a little bit, a lot of it easier (laughs) than mine was. So um, if you've been following me a while, you know that I've got lots of ways to work with me. If you are looking for more support, you can work with me one-on-one. I take a select number of clients through a six-month program um, one-on-one with me. And it's a really beautiful in-depth way to work on somatic healing, nervous system regulation, healing from past trauma and relational wounds to do the embodiment work, some mindset work, like subconscious healing, all, all of the wonderful tools and modalities that I get to bring into that practice. And then I also have a beautiful group program called Awaken Love. It's a 12-week program where we go through that process as well and really do some clearing from the past and and set the stage and clarity for what you're calling in and that's that space for healthy love but that space for relationship with you too and the wait list for the next round of awaken love is currently open now so you can um, sign up for that and secure your spot before we start later this fall it will likely be early november but when you join the wait list you get to vote and share your preference on when you would like to begin and what days and times you're available. So that's a great way to get support with me, lots of time with me and also connection and community and making new friendships out of it as well. Um, I've got lots of other free resources, obviously here on my podcast, on my TikTok and Instagram. I share lots of content there as well. So make sure you're following me. Email me, DM me anytime if you have questions or you want me to see see me elaborate on any specific topics. I love hearing from you. I love hearing your stories and your questions and your feedback. I'm a really big community person. I love connection and I love, you know, getting to interact with the people who are on the other end of this conversation. So I just want to thank you for being a part of the community, even if you haven't reached out yet, but I would love you to say hello. I always recommend sharing these resources with a friend. If you know somebody who's struggling with relationship patterns or maybe hasn't spent time single, they've just jumped from relationship to relationship and you think they might benefit from hearing this, pass along the episode to them. And stay tuned for future episodes with guest experts and we'll do more solo um, explorations as well. 
But as always, know that I'm sending you so much love. And until next time, I hope you have a beautiful, happy, healthy, and love-filled day.